Hey guys, check out Italian Wine Unplugged 2.0, brought to you by Mama Jumbo Shrimp, a fully updated second edition, reviewed and revised by an expert panel of certified Italian wine ambassadors from across the globe. The book also includes an edition by Professore Attilio Scienza, Italy's leading vine geneticist. To pick up a copy today, just head to Amazon.com or visit us at MamaJumboShrimp.com. For all the super wine geeks out there, we have a special new series dedicated to you. We are reading excerpts from our new edition of Italian Wine Unplugged 2.0. Wine lovers, tune in for your weekly fix only on Italian Wine Podcast. If you want to own a copy of this new must-read Italian wine textbook, just go to Amazon.com or visit us at MamaJumboShrimp.com. Piedmont, Piemonte. Historical background. Piedmont is a wine territory that, while undergoing cyclical periods of expansion and recession over the centuries, has generally enjoyed a great vitality to which the spread of Christianity in the region has contributed in no small part. In fact, to meet the needs of the ecclesiastics, vineyards almost always flourished around monasteries and parish churches. With the arrival of religion communities in the territory, a slow revision of the Piedmontese agricultural landscape began to take place, a process which would result in the creation of a landscape very close to the one we know today. There are many documents in the typical feudal age censuses prior to the year 1000 in which areas under vine are mentioned. In fact, Feudalism shaped and conditioned the Piedmontese agrarian system until almost the 17th century. At the height of the Middle Ages, we learned that the Codex Astensis, a 14th century collection of medieval chronicles and documents concerning the city of Asti, that the town itself was supplied with good and excellent wine. Chronicles, more or less of the same period, record the existence of the Nebbiolo vine, and in 1304, in his Trattato dell'Agricoltura, Treatise on Agriculture, Pietro de Crescenzi described the excellent vine cultivation methods employed by the farmers of Monferrato. This was the period in which the Spagna training came to local prominence. Under the system, the vines were trained on low dry stakes and pruned close to the ground. The term Spanna subsequently became synonymous in northern Piedmont with the Nebbiolo grape. Over the years, historical records documenting the development and the local wine industry is enriched with references to the presence in Piedmont of wines such as Pignole, Lambrusche, and Moscatelle, and new municipal regulations increasingly concern grape harvesting and the protection of vineyards, demonstrating the growing importance of viticulture across the region. Sante Lancerio, Pope Paul III's wine bottler, noted in the 16th century that Voghera makes good wine, that a unique wine was made in Tortona, and that good wine was found in Acqui, recording in his notebook the names of Saluzzo, Cairo Montenotte, and various other wine-producing centers. This was the period in which the first French-inspired Claret wines were produced in the region, 
making use of previously unknown winemaking techniques. Around the middle of the 18th century, the Enlightenment fermented, and the great scientific evolution set in motion a profound process of agricultural and viticultural renewal. In Piedmont, the plains welcomed new crops, and the vines settled definitively in the hills, passing simultaneously from Chiaretti and sweet wines to those wines they are perhaps the ancestors of those we know so well today. But it was only in the 19th century that viticulture took on its modern aspect, and credit for this must go to Camillo Benso, Conte di Cavour, and other Piedmontese nobility who were committed to their vineyards and developed the first ampelographic studies. In 1873, the first register of Nebbiolo grape buyers was created in Barolo, while in 1908, the Pro Barolo was established to indicate to producers the systems and methods of cultivation and to delimit the various areas of origin. In 1926, A regulation was introduced to establish the Consorzio per la Difesa dei Vini Barolo e Barbaresco, an indication to the need to reinvigorate the local wine growing community, which had fallen into a deep crisis not only economically, but also of identity, due to the scourge of Philosera. Geomorphology Situated in the northwest of Italy, Piedmont borders France. Specifically, the part known as Rhone Alpes and Provence Alpes Cote d'Azur regions. Alsta Valley, Switzerland, in particular the cantons of Valais and Ticino, Lombardy, Liguria, and Emilia Romagna. The name Piedmontese, which was first documented in the 12th century, refers also to the Savoy territory located at the foot of the mountains between the rivers Po, Sangone, and Dora Riparia. An area that was further extended with the historical expansion of the Savoy territory. Are you enjoying this podcast? Don't forget to visit our YouTube channel, Mama Jumbo Shrimp, for fascinating videos covering Stevie Kim and her travels across Italy and beyond, meeting winemakers, eating local food, and taking in the scenery. Now back to the show. The wine growing areas can be divided into three concentric zones. The outermost in the Alpine and Apennine zone, which covers 43.3% of the entire regional surface area. Some reliefs, such as the ancient rock formations of Biella and Canavese, and others of Morenic origin, such as those of Rivoli, located at the mouth of the Susa Valley, as well as those of Ivrea, are also part of this system. In the central part, There is a large hilly area that covers 30.3% of the territory, including Monferrato, the Roero area, located on the other side of the river Tanaro, and the Langhe, a hilly area whose elevation exceeds 800 meters above sea level. The third zone is the flat area that extends in the eastern part of the region and covers only 26.4% of the territory. It is traversed by some of Italy's most important rivers, including the Dora Riparia, Dora Baltea, Sesia, and Ticino, and tributaries to the left of the Po, amongst which are the moraine beds that are so important to the region's viticulture. Observing this system, an alpine arc is notable, a hilly zone and a flat zone that are evidence of the origins of the tertiary post-orogenic basins. 
This characteristic basin shape, in which the sedimentary successions of a more recent age dating back 30 million years are evident, those of a terrigen nature, the flish, deposited in an inland sea, the bottom of which have subsided rapidly, allow the formation of conglomerates, sandstones, yellow marl stones, and green clays, rich in marine fossils. The tributaries to the right of the river Paul, including the Tanaro, Bormida, and Scrivia, crossed a part of the hilly region that, unlike the other, was not covered by quaternary glaciers. In a narrow band of hills between the outlets of the rivers Dorabaltea and Sesia are ultra-basic green rocks, followed to the east by Permian porphyries and Mesozoic sedimentary formations. On this rocky substratum, covered by fluvioglacial deposits, the Boca, Bramaterra, Gattinara, and Gemme areas emerged. In the lower areas of Piedmont, the climate is temperate, subcontinental in character. While as one ascends in altitude, it becomes progressively temperate cold or cold. The lower areas are characterized by cold and fairly wet winters, generally with little rain, while annual rainfall is higher on the mountain and foothill slopes in the north of the region. Monferrato is characterized by soils of sandstone, marl, and clay. In lower Monferrato, Vines such as Barbera, Grignolino, and Fresia are grown, while in Alto Monferrato, Dolcetto and Cortese are cultivated. Not far from the Strevi near Aquiterme emerge the moors and sandstones of Serra Valliano, which give rise to an important wine-growing district, since it is here that production of Brachetto d'Aqui is concentrated. The heart of the Lange, located into the right of the river Tanaro, is divided into Alta Lunga, made up of less erodible rocks, and Bassa Langa, characterized by softer hillsides with a character more favorable to viticulture. The soils date back to the Middle and Upper Miocene period and consist of marls with sandy intercalations. To the right of the river Tanaro, in the province of Cuneo, also in the tertiary basin, is the Barbaresco area, located between the municipalities of Trezo, Neve, and Alba. Moving southwards, between 250 and 500 meters above sea level, the Barolo area opens up, with medium-high hills, sunny and protected from the north winds. On the left of the bank of the river Tanaro lies the Roero area, characterized by a succession of clays, marls, and sands of Miocene and Pliocene origin, where vines such as Nebbiolo, Arnese, and Cortese are grown. The Nizza-Monferrato area has rather loose and well-drained Miocene soils with a predominantly arenaceous composition. In northwestern part of the region lies the important wine-growing area of Canavese, located on the Morenic substrates along the border that in Roman times bordered Gaul in the Middle Ages, the Kingdom of Burgundy, and today marks the border with Alsa Valley, a border on which the Carema wine growers operate. The terrain has a rocky substratum consisting of metamorphic rocks from the Seiza Lanzo with local coverings of glacial deposits. Moving northeast, near the basin of the Sesia River and its outlet into the Po Valley, one encounters the small Gattinara Appalachian located on an ancient rock basement consisting of Mesozoic rocks 
and Permian vulcanites covered by loose, fertile soils of glacial origin. In and around Navarra are Morin Hills, stretching in a north-south direction, parallel to the Cesia and located on rocky substrate covered by glacial deposits. In the province of Alessandria lies the Gavi wine region, near the town of Novi Ligure. Here, the outcrops are relatively recent and belong to both the marine Pliocene period with clays and sands and the continental Pleistocene with gravelly sanding alluvial soils. Listen to the Italian Wine Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Himalaya FM, and more. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production, and publication costs. Until next time, cin cin.